0: hello hello it's us from the future (laughs) or the past or the past (laughs) time is an illusion it is Um, but this episode that you are about to listen to is from the past it is indeed it was from about i don't know not quite a year ago but close enough close enough um we are re-releasing this episode where we talk about witches my favorite topic one of them at least yeah so we thought this was a real fun spooky episode um i'm not gonna give away i mean if you're a true fan you've probably already listened to this episode this will be a rerun so to speak oh yeah but uh yeah we hope you enjoy it um this was you know when we were early into our podcasting so you're a true fan tell us what the differences are Mm-hmm. tell us spot the difference have we gone downhill have we progressed in any form or have we just become stagnant mm, i feel like the audio is probably better now but you know
1: the genuine heartfelt laughs that you're going to hear in this episode those still remain the friendship still here true all right well enjoy this episode goodbye bye
0: Are you recording now? I'm recording. This is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. (laughs) I realized they were trying to sell us an editing system.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wish you would have said. Actually, we are professional podcasters at this point, so this it is how we podcast. It $0.61. Cents. <laughs> haven't cashed out yet. We're going to have to wait. We'll wait. We'll wait until we hit at least a full $0.70 cents before we cash out. <laughs> then we can split it evenly. <laughs> we can probably buy you, buy you a piece of bubble gum if we can get at least a quarter out of it.
0: This is A true. quarter and a, a five-cent piece. <laughs> can go get a soda pop down at the at the stove. <laughs> at the I wish <laughs> at that rate I'm just going to fucking steal it. <laughs> My mom told me that in the 80s they used to have nickel beer night, and you could go to a like a bar and wow. you could get like a little Dixie cup of beer for a nickel.
1: People, would, people you could would get just...
0: as many as you want. Yeah, and people like a get... Dixie cup isn't like a shot, like a bathroom cup. I think like about that big. Like you know, what I mean like like a Dixie cup. Like I think of like a little bit bigger than a shot. So Think about like, like a little bathroom cup that your grandma yes, used to have. Yes. like to to like use your mouthwash. Yeah. But yeah, she said that there was nickel beer night and you could just get as many of those nickel beers as you wanted. People would be getting like stacks of them and people would carry around with towers of these empty cups. She said people would get fucked up and I said, "Wow." Sounds like something I wanna do. It <laughs> sounds like how I'm trying to be. I'm
1: trying to be like that. Alright, we're recording. All right. I got I got all that on record. <laughs> Just, uh, your mom better hope she didn't do anything illegal at that nickel beer night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was across the street from NC State. So that uh that bar is now closed.
1: Right. Oh my god. It's
0: only NC State in the eighties were the golden years of NC State. So well, Right now it's corona ridden. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just like running that you the air. You just, just see it. It's just thick with it. Ugh. <laughs> you go by canvas, You roll up your windows.
1: Honestly, I drive by it every day, and I'm scared to go to any store, even in the remote vicinity. Well, um, this is a podcast called "This Is Going to Sound Weird." I am Taylor, and I am Sydney. In this podcast, we discuss
0: true crime, paranormal, spooky shit, um, just kind of weird things about my life and Taylor's life, about my life, um, I, okay, <laughs> my life only, today we're only talking about me, yeah, Taylor's really going through it this week, so we're just gonna all center around Taylor and her feelings, I've had my first official mental breakdown in law school, it mostly consisted of
1: just a, a crying session in my chair. While I was cooking a supreme pizza, it was red baron. <laughs> Sprinkle a little extra feta on top, put a little bit of red, parmesan. Red pepper flakes. Yeah. And then I drank a sun drop as I ate it while me and Brandon watched Intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. You know what I really like? I like hot sauce on my pizza. I don't do that. I really like the red... I've never tried the hot sauce. I should give it a shot. You should give it a Brandon shot. Brandon does it. Sometimes he'll get jalapenos, banana peppers, hot sauce, and red pepper flakes all on the same pizza. That's, that's too much. That's too much. Yeah, but now the jalapenos. I can get behind the jalapenos. I prefer a banana pepper on a pizza. Well, that's that's your prerogative. This is mine. Well, I'm also going to say I almost cannot eat pizza anymore
0: without pineapple on it. Well, you know I hate pineapple, so... Mm,
1: It's it's actually very good. I've gotten now to where I need it almost if I'm going to eat
0: pizza. It just gives a little something sweet. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. But it's also (laughs) just because I don't like pineapple in any form, except maybe a pina colada. That's about it. Nice. (laughs) Alright, so this week we are doing witches. Witches, bitches. So, I can't remember, did I go first last week or did you go first I think I went first yes I went first all right I'll believe you this time okay um well I'll get into mine uh so mine is the legend of the bell witch are you familiar I am I actually listened well I'm like kind of familiar
1: I listened to a podcast about this bitch the other day but I was like half listening half
0: not so similar to what you'll be doing now you're just gonna half listen to what I'm saying Probably more not listen than listen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, well, just the legend of the bell witch, there's a lot of different like interpretations of the story because it's kind of a folklore, so fake, fake. <laughs> well, well, it's a folklore, um, fake. Folklore.
1: Alright, well, (laughs) look, if Sydney crosses me one time tonight, we've already determined
0: I'm going to have to clock a bitch. (laughs) Alright, it's a fake lore. (laughs) This is a story I just made up, but with that being said, my sources are (laughs) Southern Living Magazine.
1: (laughs) Random. Also used good housekeeping a few weeks ago.
0: (laughs) Um, Wikipedia. Shocker. Uh... I think it's pronounced "utia" or "utia" on YouTube. Could be "uti." <laughs> I, think hey. I've, I think I've
1: seen what um, you're talking about before.
0: Uh, Adam the Woo on YouTube. Never heard of him. Well, he also has another account called The Daily Woo. Are you familiar with that? No. All right, uh, and then Kendall Ray, who is also on YouTube. So as we know, when I am crunch for time, I just watch YouTube videos to absorb the information. Taylor can read; I cannot. So. I cannot. If I watch YouTube videos or
1: watch a video, I just get real distracted. I would rather just have like a transcript of the video because videos do give good information, but I can't sit and watch it.
0: Yeah. Honestly, reading makes me fall asleep, so. I feel that. It's just better that I just watch it. Anyways, let me get back to it. So, The Legend of the Bell Witch started in the early 1800s. When a man named John Bell moved his family from North Carolina woo woo, to Northwestern Tennessee Red, <laughs> Red River Settlement. Just kidding. I actually really like I Tennessee. I like Tennessee. It's the birthplace of Dolly Parton, our Lord and Savior. Obviously. Um, uh, so they moved to Tennessee Red River Settlement, which is now today's Robertson County, which is just outside of Nash Vegas, Nashville. Uh, And this was in 1817. A few years after, the family began to notice some strange things going around on the property. They began seeing a strange creature. And in one account, it resembled a large black dog and in another one, a huge bird. It's a little bit different. A little different. A little little Um, different. And in one account, John encountered a huge animal in the middle of the cornfield with the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit. And when John tried to shoot the animal... It disappeared. No. Yeah. Which he was in a cornfield. so That was already bad news. True. Get out of there. <laughs> Anyways, no. the Bell's daughter Betsy also claimed to have seen a young girl in a green dress hanging from a tree. Mm-hmm. But like not like hanging. Not like oh. she had not like she had been hung. Oh. Like kind of like maybe she was doing like some playing. pull-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Because I also thought that I was mm-hmm. like, I don't mean to much sense. And then after this, the family soon began to hear strange noises around the house. They would hear knocking along the walls and doors, chains dragging across the floor, faint whispers, and the sounds of dogs fighting. No. Okay, the chains is probably the
1: worst. You said chains, right? (laughs) Chains. That would be terrible. Makes me think of like Scooby-Doo. It makes (laughs) me think of like what I would think of was like an old Tommy ghost like a prison ghost oh, that's yeah. what I think of
0: yeah well this was at the bell house not a prison so I don't know really, <laughs> I don't know anyway so they're getting kind of freaked out but they're like I don't know it's it's a new house so they can't be like it's an old house it's he- settling also if someone says that a house is settling I don't believe it I don't either I think it's just fake news houses don't settle Anyways, the children then started to complain that in the middle of the night, their bedding would be ripped off of them as they slept, and some force was scratching and pulling their hair. So, like, the daughter Betsy woke up one night, and she was just getting the shit beat out of her. She, like, could feel something kind of scratchy in her face, and she would, like, try to pull the covers over her face, and then the next thing she knows, it's just, like, bitch slapping her left and right. <laughs> no. So, she, Betsy's really, she probably got it the worst out of all the children. Um, she'd been slapped while she was sleeping, pinched, and even stuck with a pin. which that really don't sound that bad, but, I mean, it's probably. I mean, I don't, I don't think I would <laughs> like it. I want, yeah, I would enjoy it. And then John's face, the, uh, Experienced a sort of partial paralysis, which you know makes me think of like when you have a stroke Mm -hmm. and like half of it's kind of drooping, and his mouth was swelling really badly. Which I just sort of sound like that really does sound like he might have just had a stroke, but who um, knows? Who knows? (laughs) So the family was experiencing all this wild shit, but they decided to keep it a secret because they're like, we're gonna sound crazy, and so. Um, They tried to keep it a secret, but then it just became too much, so they uh, enlisted the friend, like a family friend named James Johnson, and basically they were like, hey James, come on down, and we'll just pray over the house. You come over, we're just gonna, I guess, just pray it out, and try to, like, (laughs) cleanse the house. Was he a preacher? No, I think they were just really religious.
1: Um, I think they might should have got somebody with some more authority, maybe. Well, this is Tennessee, so I don't know how to They should have got the bishop in
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but when James entered the house and spent the night, he then informed the family that there was, quote, a spirit just like in the Bible in the house. Now, which one in the Bible? Like which spirit? Yeah. I don't know. The Holy Spirit? Hmm. Just a spirit That's he well, that, that, <laughs> I it, told you he didn't know nut shit about the Bible. <laughs> the information is from 1800. And was, you really think the record keeping was that good? I told y'all he didn't know
1: nothing about the Bible. They needed somebody better cuz then the other person can be like, "Well, we know it ain't
0: the Holy Spirit. It is somebody else. Another another spirit. Another one. A bad spirit." Uh Anyways, the Christmas spirit. <laughs> so, uh, while in the house, James asked the spirit for its name, and it replied, "Kate." And you're like, "Who the hell's Kate?" That doesn't sound too menacing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kate. Dun dun dun. Um. Well, Kate was the name of a neighbor of the Bells. Oh. So, Kate Bats was her name, and her husband and her moved from North Carolina to Tennessee with the Bells. So they all like created this settlement together and pretty soon after moving there kate's husband got really badly injured and he was actually paralyzed so he Mm. could no longer work so they could no longer afford to live and like take care of this large sum of land so they sold it to the bells for a very low rate which like Kate, I guess, kind of felt like maybe they got taken advantage of, you know? And so there was a little bit of, like, tension between them. There was also um, a falling out between the Bells and the Bats over uh, slave ownership, um, mm. which I'm not really going to get into. Um, but just know it was Tennessee in the 1800s, yeah. and they were literally arguing over who owned a person, which is so fucked. But, so there was already this bit of tension... And this, this bit of bad blood between the families. So it was believed that Kate cursed the Bell family for revenge. Well, this is all speculation because, you know, like back in the day, any old woman could be called a witch just True. just for being a little too outspoken, being a little too promiscuous. They'd be like oh, witch, she's yeah. a witch. Being a little too ugly, a little too quiet. <laughs> a little too quiet. A little too this, a little too much that. Just too much of anything. Too much or not enough of another.
1: And you a witch.
0: You witch. She's a witch. So soon after like this whole like James coming in and taking a look at the house. The word of the bell haunting got out and the community went wild. People from all over, just random bitches from all over, traveled to the area to see the witch and experience the haunting themselves. Which I guess, like, back then, you know, there was no Dollywood in Tennessee. So, like... <laughs> they have nothing else to do. They didn't have the Grand Ole Opry back then. They couldn't go to that uh, moonshine tasted. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess they, they just had to go like, this old man's house and look for a look witch. Look for a
1: damn witch so. who may or may not be there. <laughs> yeah.
0: So even Andrew Jackson, of all people, uh-huh. uh, who was an army general at the time, visited the property and reported that the wheels on his wagon halted as it pulled up to the house, and it halted for, like, an unexplained reason.
1: Well, that witch should have... R- that, fucked his ass yeah, up. Yeah, before. She should have seen
0: what was going to come Yeah, and really got him before,
1: before it happened. But she didn't, she don't sound like too nice of a lady if I'm going to be honest. So
0: wow. <laughs> What gave you the impression yeah. her beating the shit out of yeah. Betsy in the night? No, it wasn't that. <laughs> but uh, Jackson and his troops were only, were supposed to stay for multiple days but they only ended up staying in the house for one night uh, due to experience an overwhelming amount of paranormal activity. Activity. so is that but, not what they went there for? I guess they're just a bunch of bitches. see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they were supposed to stay for multiple nights to experience this paranormal and then they peaced out after a night so Ooh, yeah no thanks. He ain't shit. <laughs> so in one encounter, the witch recited two different sermons, word for word. So, like, like, different accounts of, oh, the, of yeah. like, shit that she would do. So, these are just some random shit that, that she would do. So, th- she recited two different sermons word for word. And these sermons had been given at the same exact time, three, 13 miles apart. So, there's no way that one person could know all the words to both sermons because they happened at the same time and they're far away. That's weird. So, she was able to recite both. And so that's when we were like, oh, this, this is some real witch shit. That's true. Um, the witch also would share town gossip. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would share town gossip that um, involved different households. Um, so, like, you know, I could get down to this witch. She liked to talk shit, so do I. I love to talk shit. Me and her, we probably get along. <laughs> well, yeah, she'd be like, you didn't hear this from me, but. <laughs> 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 um, now, the story goes that the witch threatened to kill... John Bell through curses and that one morning the Bell son came into John's room to find him dead. Yikes. Uh, with, and he had a small vial next to his body. So it's believed that John was poisoned by the witch. Mm-hmm. Something kind of just kind of weird, you know, this is going to sound weird. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, John's death was the first one in the United States that was documented um, as a, like, a paranormal force was the cause of death. So, like, on his death certificate, it literally just said paranormal force. It didn't say poisoned. Weird. I listened, when I first
1: started listening to Two Girls, One Ghost, which is a a paranormal podcast that a lot of people know about, they did one of their first episodes and they tried to find, like, death by ghost, Mm -hmm. and neither of them could find death by ghost, so... Here you go. If y'all yeah, are listening, y'all are
0: listening. Death by ghost. Death Bell by Witch. Bell Witch. So after John's death, pretty much all the paranormal activity in the house stopped, uh-huh. until oh. in 1821 when Betsy Bell got engaged to a young man named Joshua Gardner. She but Betsy saw a, the same young girl in the green dress that she had seen when she was younger. Hanging from that same tree, and the girl warned her not to marry Joshua. Well, this freaked Betsy out enough that she actually called off her engagement. Damn. Which, you know, I cannot blame her. If you see the same little ghost girl, and she tells you not to fucking marry this man. I feel like. Okay. And you know, it is probably like an, like an arranged marriage at that point, right? This is, when did arranged marriages like stop being a thing?
1: I don't know. I feel like at that point it probably was because they seemed like they had a decent amount of money, mm-hmm. and so I don't think they were gonna let her
0: just marry any old country boy in Tennessee. <laughs> if I'm being honest, he was running moonshine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I don't blame her. If a little ghost girl told me to to cut ties, I'd cut ties. Would you break up with Brandon if a little ghost girl told you? I don't know. I mean, you surely know, she would come visit by now, right? Yeah, I'm
1: like, I might would have believed the little ghost girl if it was, you know, I'd seen her a long time ago and here she is again, but, you know, I've never seen a little ghost girl before, so I don't know if I can trust her. So, it it would really be, it would be a tough decision. <laughs> she was like, hey, I'll give you like $5 million then I'll really have to think about it. <laughs> is it just ghost money, though? Oh. I don't know. Do I need money when I'm a ghost? Because if so, then I've already paid my way in. (laughs) This
0: is true. This is true. Now, let's get into some theories regarding this story. Because, you know, as you've already stated, you find that this story is fake. (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't think it's fake, but. All right. Well. It could be. Could be. We're going to find out some theories. Okay. So some think that the story of the Bell Witch is just, pardon my pun, a bunch of hocus pocus. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, And that the rumors of Kate being a witch stem from just the bad blood between the Bells and the Bats. Mm. Um. Some people believe that Kate Bat did, in fact, curse the family to get revenge on John Bell. Mm-hmm. Or that Kate died and her ghost was the one haunting the property and that one doesn't seem as likely just because there are records of her still being alive around this time uh so I think it I mean if we're gonna go with Kate Batts being like in responsible for this I would say it's more likely that she cursed the place or I would also say that it's possible that she uh like like the John Bell just sort of like started acting this way to make Kate look bad. You know what I mean? Like bad no, odd. <laughs> you no, know, like you know what I mean? Like kinda like in the crucible when people were like she's a witch oh, yeah. and trying to get like the whole town turned against her. So like But you... did she still live in the area at this point? Yes. Oh see I thought she was gone. No she like, was... I thought she had skipped town. No she couldn't skip town. Her husband was in a wheelchair.
1: Like <laughs> well, where is she know gonna that.
0: go? But did she just move into, like, a cheaper house, basically? Well, basically, they stayed on their property, but they sold the majority of it. Oh, so she was still right there beside yeah, she, his ass? Hell yeah, she was still right fucking there. She was tilling the land herself because she had to. Her husband was laid up in the bed.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it was her then. I thought she had left and was like astral projecting back to him being like, bitch, I still am pissed at you. No, no, no. Because me and my husband are out in the middle of the desert in no- not Nebraska, Nebraska. Nevada.
0: And we can't, we're stuck. <laughs> that's really what happened no no no. she was still in the area um so that's why i I personally am sort of like well maybe john and kate had had like this bad blood and that she he had kind of like started this rumor about her being a witch and started this like weird haunting phenomenon uh to like make her look bad and then he didn't he didn't realize he was gonna be famous from this (laughs) um now that being said uh there's also a theory that the land Where the bell house was built used to be a Native American burial mound, uh, and that had been disturbed when they started to settle on that land, and that's why there was this sort of paranormal activity. I feel like that. I feel like that's all. That's always a slight trope in every
1: paranormal story. It's like, or it could be. It could be this. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I'm gonna it play could. De-
0: People are like, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I mean, beings. it could be because this whole fucking country is stolen land. Yeah. So yeah, yeah probably fucking it pro- was. Probably fucking was. But, uh, now many locals who live in the area, uh, still think that, like any sort of strange thing that happens in the town is based like it's just like oh it's the witch because they still think that she's out there to this day fucking shit up in this county in Tennessee. So a lot of people in the town still wholeheartedly believe like the rich like the witch was real and she's still real and you better not talk shit about her. Damn which I'm like in that case if it was Kate why is she still there? Is she pissed at everybody? I feel like her target's dead, right? I mean, uh, there are still Bells in that town, so maybe she just said, fuck the whole family line, and she gotta stay there till they're all gone. Maybe she messed up on her curse. This is true, this is true.
1: Gotta be real careful. Yes,
0: to be careful. Uh, Now, in 1890, a book entitled An Authentic History of the Famous Bell Witch, uh, also known as the Red Book, uh retold the the story of the bell witch with interviews for the from those who were quote living did you see halfway you know, so the book featured interviews from those who quote were then living and familiar with the wonderful phenomenon that awakened such a widespread sensation interesting you should give that a read i bet you that's yeah i bet you that old english (laughs) is (laughs) riveting (laughs) um john bell's great grandson charles bailey bell also published a book entitled the bell witch a mysterious spell and that was released in 1934 and that retold stories that his great aunt betsy ever heard of her Mm -mm. (laughs) told him while he was growing up so i feel like i'll probably read that book that seems like like, some really creepy, like, bedtime stories. (laughs) Yeah, that one probably is a little more, I feel like, reader-friendly. Yeah. Um, Now, today, the Bell Witch is a popular tourist attraction in Tennessee where tourists can visit different sites, including, like, the Bell Witch Cave and the house. I'd like to go. I'd like to go. I mean, it's right outside of Nashville. We'll just, after we do my bachelorette party, we'll just hop over to her. Yeah. Say
1: hello to her, you know, give her some appreciation for... Supporting all these women
0: out here. Yeah. Talking shit. See if fucking she, up some men. See if she can maybe cure our hangovers because we'll probably yeah. have, like we'll probably have been fucking it up in Nashville. That would be
1: great. <laughs> like please. Anything you can help. Ask her if I can take a ride on her broomstick on the way home so I don't have to get on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> anything. Anything but an airplane.
0: <laughs> Even just a flimsy old broomstick will do. <laughs> Um. Now, the story of the Bell Witch has gone on to inspire a, just, a, just a little tiny film called, you know, The Blair Witch Project. I've never actually watched it. But
1: you've heard of it. Oh, I've definitely heard of it.
0: <laughs> and I was actually going to say, I was going to say, I thought the Blair Witch and the Bell Witch were the same thing. They are. And I thought that was stupid, but. Yeah, so the Blair Witch Project, you know, it's more like documentary style. And yeah. it goes like, oh, they're interviewing people from the town. It's very, like, it's just basically, like, if you were to go to, like, the Bell property and, like, talk to locals, it's basically just that. Like, it they are one and the same. Now, I've watched a
1: very uh, shitty version of what the Blair Witch Project is that me and my uh, stepbrother got at the movie store one time. We mm-hmm. were going to get, a like, a scary movie. Mm-hmm. He picked it out. This was the shittiest movie. We couldn't even make it, but, like, 10 minutes in, it was like, it was, they filmed it kind of like the Blair Witch, and I don't know if he thought it was the Blair Witch, and then we got it home, and we were like, this ain't fucking Blair Witch. And it was like, they had like a, like an old video camera, it was shaking,
0: <laughs> all you saw was like leaves on the ground. It was terrible. Well, I, I personally really enjoyed, there's a little film called The Blair Thumb.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> Never ever heard that?
0: Of that. It is like, they basically, it's like about 20 or 30 minutes, Um and it's They've just basically redone the Blair Witch Project, but it's all thumbs <laughs> that they have CGI'd faces on. I have no, no. I feel like a lot of them. It's honestly pretty good. You know what? Middle, I'll watch it. Where middle, did you find this? Um, I don't know. We watched it in middle school. Someone I knew had it on DVD, <laughs> and it was so freaking funny. I bet you, you can find clips of it on YouTube. Oh my God. <laughs> but they, there's like a Blair thumb, and there's also like a Blair Titanic or Thumb Titanic, sorry. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, there's like a, a Titanic for the thumb, and there's a couple other ones, but the Blair Thumb is probably the best I've one. never heard of it. But, yeah, well, watch it later. <laughs> uh, and finally, it's of course appeared on... Ghost hunters. Dun, dun, dun. So what's his face? Probably just went and screamed at her. Screamed at
1: her. He said, Ayo, hey, bitch, get out here. And then she got out there, and he goes, Oh, God. <laughs> Go away. What's that one guy? Is it Aaron that they always say, fuck him up first, please? <laughs> There's like one that they hate. I can't remember. I don't... I've watched some. I don't watch them as much anymore because I really just can't. I, I can't. can't with him. I can't with the screaming. No, I can't. I can't either. Also, they're so rude. Like, yeah. stop it. Don't be so fucking rude. How would you feel if somebody came up in your house and said, Bish, come at me"? I mean, they gonna come at you? Yeah. If somebody came up in this house and said, "Come at me," oh my lord, I'm probably gonna run. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably
0: just lock myself in my room and probably try just. to shimmy out probably just the window, die right on the floor. <laughs> but that is the. The, the legend, the folklore, the fake lore <laughs> of the Blair... Sorry, damn it. The <laughs> Bell Witch. Wow. What? You know what? I like her, kinda. I don't like her, but I also like her. I like that she
1: talks shit. I don't like that she's mean to children. Yeah, well...
0: I'm not a huge ah. fan of kids. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, I would think we should definitely go check her out. It's also... it's The Bell Witch is hard because... There's not, like, any documentation on it, really. So, it's all, like, he said, she said. Mm. So, it's it, it's definitely a folklore in the fact that it's been, like... Passed down. Passed down and edited, revised, so... Well, thank you for that story. You're welcome. Hey there, weirdos. I'm Sam. And I'm Alexis. And we're the hosts of Wine and Weirdo. If you're listening to this podcast, then you'll love ours. Join us on our spooky
1: little podcast where we talk about cryptids,
0: ghosts, and all things creepy. Find us on Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you find your podcasts. Happy hauntings. Hauntings. Are we ready for my story? Yeah. I like I like that I got my story done out of the way, so I can just, like, close my laptop and just, like, sit here. Well, you should sit here and take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sit here and eat this bowl of candy that you provided me with. Okay. Well, I
1: am doing... Wait for it. It's coming. The Salem Witch Trials. Never heard of it. Never heard of them? Never that? heard of them. Oh, my God. you Most... got to... There are these little... There's this little-known thing that happened up in the... In Massachusetts back in... I can't even remember. (laughs) No, but obviously the Salem Witch Trials is my passion. Sydney knows this. I do
0: know this. Um,
1: But for those of you who don't know this, I literally, like in high school, I had to do like a senior thesis, which, you know, it's like a big ass long paper. And so I did mine on the Salem Witch Trials and I went to a very like conservative high school (laughs) (laughs) and everybody else was doing theirs on like why abortion's bad like something not a position i stand for but like that's where that's where we were at and i was like we were
0: were really out there in the foothills uh, of the
1: mountains i was i pretty much went to like a catholic high school and i said hey what about witches they're real (laughs) but my teacher wouldn't let me argue that so i had to argue something else um in ways So, this is my passion project. This is not a 20-page long thesis, unfortunately. Thank God. Uh, So, my sources. mentalfloss.com, history.com, salem.org, allthatsinteresting.com, smithsonianmag.com, and wikipedia.com sounds like a lot of sources as I was gonna say this
0: sounds like this I'm, I'm gonna
1: be here a while <laughs> it sounds like don't a, click away <laughs> it sounds like a lot but some of them I just got like a few things like the salem.org that was more just like that's like the town website kind of mm-hmm. so I just went on there to get you know a couple little like fun the facts. tourism website yeah so context origins mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a little bit of a little bit of backstory about what you know witch trials in general okay so as early as the 14th century in Europe, belief in the supernatural and in the the devil's like practice of giving certain people powers to hurt other people in exchange for them being loyal to the devil. So basically witches, a lot of people in Europe were scared of this. And so when America got colonized, all these ideas came over on the boat, the Mayflower. <laughs>
0: And the just, Nina, oh, yeah, <laughs> the Santa Maria, <laughs> but you in the bottom while we eating, No, we're drinking sangria. <laughs> sangria
1: got a little, she got a little thick. thick. Uh, but so when all these ideas came to America, they started spreading. Cause I mean, it's Europeans in America. It's not mm-hmm. like a new breed of people popped out once we got here. <laughs> um, and so in newly colonized America, especially in Salem, uh, Which is in Massachusetts, if y'all didn't know. Uh, The life was pretty harsh. And they were really religious. So, in Salem, they were Puritans. And at this time, the Puritans believed some pretty strict stuff. I don't know what they believe now. I don't know if they're still around. So, I don't want to speak to Puritans these days. But back then, um, they had some real strict ideas. So, the God was a judgmental God that punished, you know, fire and brimstone. If you do anything wrong, you're going to fucking hell. Uh, but you did get rewarded for being good. I don't, Yay! I, don't, I don't know what the reward was. So I guess you get I to spend it to eternity in heaven. Um, okay. They also believed in predestination, though. So mm-hmm. even if you're good, you may not make it into heaven. Like you know, predestination is where God, when you pop out, God says you're going to heaven. You're not. You are. You're not. No matter what you do in this life. So really, couldn't say. And they also believe that humans are innate innately sinful so it just ain't good it's a tower yeah so honestly though if like if you think you're not gonna go to heaven then i guess you can just fuck it
0: up while you're here hell yeah if you ain't predestined i mean i mean go for it it's like colonial time so like really can you fuck it up probably i mean I mean, i could kill somebody i mean all i'm thinking is like they're just like churning butter
1: Turn it a little too slow. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've been working on this for three days. I need cheese instead. I'm going to, fer- I've been fermenting some uh, apples back there. <laughs> Make it a cider. like some bold rock hard apple cider. <laughs> um, and so also during, in Salem at the time, there were some after effects from a war between Britain and France in the colonies and in- that happened in 1689. There was a recent smallpox ep- epidemic And there was also fear of attacks from neighboring native tribes, which I said, I mean, can you blame them? Mm. No. But, I mean, I guess, you know, you still don't want to be attacked. This is true. So, either way. And there was also a long-standing rivalry, which I didn't know this, between Salem Village and the larger community of Salem Town, So, Salem Village was small, and that's where the trials happened, or started. okay. And Salem Town is actually what is considered present-day Salem. Interesting.
0: Which I I picture the village as kind of like a... Like in the outskirts. Yeah.
1: So, all the tension was simmering here, and it fueled all the suspicions and resentment that we're about to see. So, that was a little background. Now, here's where the story really begins. I know. You thought we were halfway done. (laughs) So... (laughs) The woman at the root of all of this is named Tituba. Tituba. She a bad bitch. She is a bad bitch. I'm going to start it out there. So Tituba, in one of the articles, was described as America's most famous witch. Um, She was born in Barbados. And while it's unknown as to the actual year of her birth or her given name at birth, she's known in history as Tituba, which I guess when she got to America, she probably said that's my name or whatever. So she was brought to Boston by Samuel Paris as a slave from his sugar plantation in Barbados, and she was brought along with two other slaves to the United States. So Paris started a family, and he moved from Boston to Salem Village, and Tituba came with them like during the move. So I guess they wanted to go raise the family, I guess, in a little small town and not that big old city of Boston. And so at this point in Salem Village, Samuel Paris was a minister. You know, everybody knew him in the community because it's so tiny. And in January of 1692, nine-year-old Elizabeth, or Betty, Paris, which was Samuel's daughter, and 11-year-old Abigail Williams, which was his niece, began to have fits that included violent contortions and uncontrollable outbursts of screaming. So, they called the local doctor. You know? Good move. Good Your move. child's doing some weird shit. You should probably just go and throw them out.
0: Yeah, just but, yeah. If, my kid, if I have kids and they look at me wrong, I'm like, oh,
1: something wrong with it. Look, so a local doctor named William Griggs was called to come check out the girls, see what's going on. And he got there and he just straight up diagnosed them with being bewitched. He was like, eh, <laughs> there's a witch in am after them. This is what I'm going to prescribe you with. <laughs> and so the girls said that Tituba... Was doing it to them. Trifling. Because she had been telling them stories of witchcraft and voodoo.
0: Ain't that just like a little kid to tattle on you? Yeah, when they little, get in trouble,
1: I picture a fucking Betty with some like a little bonnet with some like ringlet curls, mm-hmm. some
0: goofy ass socks. Yeah, she probably got those little socks with little ruffles on them.
1: Yeah, and she'll be like on the floor going, uh,
0: "Daddy." Actually, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Maybe she I wasn't could've... there, but I wasn't either. she sound like she tattling, tattling ass bitch. If she had an
1: older sibling, this never would have happened. This is true. <laughs>
0: Older Sitterly would have bullied it out of her.
1: True. So, following this, like the first two girls, other young girls in the village also began to exhibit similar signs as Betty and Abigail. And some of these girls included Ann Putnam Jr., Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walcott, and Mary Warren. So, that's a decent number of gals right there having these weird fits. Which also, I'm like... That's the whole third grade class. I know. I'm like, are they talking to each other? Like, if this is real, not real, like, if they're actually having the fits, I don't know. They got cell phones. They can't say, hey, Mary, it's Betty. We're about to start convulsing in 5.43. <laughs>
0: it's like in elementary school when uh, you're like, all right, at 10.45, we're all going to push our chairs back and drop our pencils. Yes. But we're just going to start convulsing. <laughs> we're going to start convulsing on the floor. Uh, and so
1: in late February of 1692, arrest warrants were issued for three women in the town for being witches, for making these girls do all this shit. Ugh. The first was Tituba, the second was a homeless woman named Sarah Good, and the third was a poor elderly woman named Sarah Osborne, and they were arrested on the accusations by the girls that they were witches. So these three women were brought before the magistrates John Corwin and John Hathorne. Or Hawthorne, not sure. And question on March 1st, 1692. So, as the women were in the courtroom, the girls were also there. And they were continuing to have their spasms and contortions and screaming and writhing on the floor (laughs) during the trial. You can't
0: take them anywhere. (laughs) Which,
1: to me, is just... I just... I picture it. And you've, like, seen, like, the depictions of this. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, on trial. The girls are, like, on the floor, Um, And so, both Good and Osborne denied that they were guilty of anything involving witchcraft. But Tituba confessed. She said to the magistrates in front of the whole court and a large amount of the town was there that the devil came to me and bid me serve him. Mm. Now, she admitted this, you know, saying that she did witchcraft. But it's likely that her motives were a little not, like, as they seem. Because she was a slave in the town, and she was in a courtroom of white Salem residents in front of these magistrates. And so for her, most people think it was easier to admit that she was a witch than to sound defiant to these people. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's crazy how the better option is to literally say you are doing bidding for the devil (laughs) than to tell a white man no. (laughs) That's, that's something to think about, people. A little food for thought. Food for thought. However, while Tituba may have not um, actually been what we would consider a witch, she did genuinely confess about knowing occult techniques, which she learned in Barbados, and she had previously participated in occult rituals, but she claimed to everyone and to Paris, her, like, the minister, okay. that she wasn't a witch, but she did know about this stuff. And I think probably what was really happening was that she did have some religious practices from her home Mm -hmm. that to Puritans seemed
0: crazy and like witchcraft. Yes, because the Puritans very much think this is, there is only one God, this is it. And so if you think anything else, you you must be worshiping the devil. And
1: she could have practiced voodoo genuinely, but Mm -hmm. voodoo
0: is not like bad inherently. Yes. And I think a lot of times, like, you know, you take things from your culture, like, um, like, like eastern medicine. Mm-hmm. So like any sort of like remedy that she might have made could have seemed more like witchcraft or like yeah. a potion. I actually uh there's a really great store in Wilmington that does like like herbal remedies. It's like it's called Down to Earth Aromatics. Check them out. Um mm-hmm. but they have like all sorts of like bombs and stuff like that and I talked to one of the store owners one time about how like basically anyone who was seen like like mm-hmm. basically what she was doing in that store would be considered witchcraft back in the day
1: in that vein my grandma was a witch my mom green she's a good church going lady but back in the day she would grow catnip in her (laughs) windowsill and she would give the catnip out to um people like in the community because apparently she make catnip tea Mm -hmm. she put a little catnip in a baby's milk it make them go right to sleep now I don't know about don't the know merits you, of that medically be doing that. I mean I had a lot of it as a child and this is how I am so you can take that <laughs> as you will but if
0: you need your baby go to sleep put a little catnip in milk I know <laughs> mama, mama be having some alternative medicine because she told you to <laughs> soak your foot in vinegar when you broke it <laughs> vinegar helps anything that's what I learned okay but okay
1: so Tijabal was confessing to the court but when she Confess, she didn't just say, Okay, yeah, I did witchcraft. She kind of went for it. Okay? Listen,
0: if you gonna she, go, go big. She went
1: for it. And so she also accused other women of the town of yeah. doing witchcraft. She's if like, I'm going
0: yeah. down, I'm taking everybody with
1: me. <laughs> and she was talking about how, like, stuff, like random stuff about black dogs, hogs, like a yellow bird, red and black rats, cats, a fox, and a wolf, just like. Random things, and she even talked about riding sticks, like like a broom, literally like a broomstick. I don't know if this is where this originated, but I was like shook that she talked about how they rode sticks together <laughs> or whatever. And she confessed that Sarah Osborne had a creature with the head of a woman, two legs, and wings. And so, like a fairy? I don't. So, I said, this confession sounds confusing. And it was to the people in Salem, too. They were confused. But at the time, it was like she was just mentioning things that in their culture, I guess she had picked up on, that they were tropes of mm. like demonology. And so it caused the people in Salem to believe that Satan was there and oh about to God. get their ass. So the way I picture this is Tisha was like, I'm about to get y'all vicious.
0: She's just like mentioning random things. Yeah, honestly. And a hog and a cat. And then I saw Taylor with a tissue box. Yeah, <laughs> And they were like, oh, God. I think
1: that's literally what she was doing. And, I mean, I'm going to – she probably – her English probably wasn't that great. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to say she didn't have a good uh, – Teach her. and so she probably was kind of talking you know just kind of saying words and she they already think she's crazy and then her words even if they don't make sense they're like a black cat a rat a dog a wolf jesus he's here and so not jesus the devil's here <laughs> so that's what i think so did made these accu- accusations against the other women in the town and this is when the hysteria really kicked into high gear And a bunch of other people started getting accused too. Like Martha Corey, Rebecca Nurse, Goody
0: Proctor. Goody Proctor.
1: (laughs) Um, And both Rebecca Nurse and Martha Corey, though, were actually upstanding members of the church and the community. So now it's kind of reaching like outside of who you would think. And also Martha's husband, Giles Corey, was also accused. And I think a couple other men were accused as well. And even a four-year-old little girl was accused. And it was the daughter of another accused witch, mm. Sarah Good. So, she was popping off. And some of these women, like Tituba, confessed. And probably, to hopefully, you know, get some sort of pity. Get some sort of pardon. Yeah. And they continued to name other people. Oh, God. And so, the justice system in Salem was overwhelmed. They had more than 150 men and women in their jail awaiting trial for accusations of witchcraft, which, look, I don't know how big this town is, but I'm going to go ahead and say that jail was not equipped to hold 150 people.
0: No, because I think that, in my head, I'm like, how big's the town? No, that's what I'm thinking. It can't be that big. It can't be that big. I'm just thinking like maybe a couple hundred at most. Yeah. And so in May 1692,
1: a special court was created to hear and decide these witchcraft cases in the like bigger town of salem i do believe so they were they had to take it out of salem village it was getting too big they were too big for their britches at this point point. <laughs> and so the court handed down its first conviction against bridget bishop on june 2nd and she was hanged eight days later um on what would become known as gallows hill in salem town been to gallows hill I've also been to the Salem Witch Museum twice. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it. It's interesting. At the end, um, in total, twenty-five people were killed as a result of the trials. Nineteen of them were executed by hanging on Proctor's Ledge. Five died in jail, and Giles Corey was pressed to death when he refused to stand trial. More weight. Yes. In the okay, well, I'll tell you now. So, in the well, if you go to the museum, they you go into this like room, and they've got these like animatronics in there. It's like a big square room and they've got like different scenes from the witch trials to like turn on the light mm. and it gets to the Giles Corey part and they've got it like look like him being pressed to death and you'll be in there and it's real creepy and dark and he'll be like more weight and then i will put a few more on and then he'll go more weight. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I it can't. twice so I've really got it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've, it's like I'm there. Yeah. I would go again. The first time I went, I was in middle school. And so, the boys in middle school started laughing. <laughs> it was funny. Oh. But, um, and it's, okay, this part isn't funny. It's believed that uh, most of the bodies that were hanged were just cut down oh. and dropped into a crevice on the side of Gallows Hill. Ooh. And some of the families came back to Gallows Hill to claim their relatives and actually buried their bodies. So they were literally hanging these people, cutting them down, and throwing them down a, like, a crevice. Moving on to the next one. Yeah, line. and I got that information from the Salem, like, the town's website. Because it was, like, one of the frequently asked questions. It was, like, were the bodies buried and, like, where? And -hmm. they were, like, no, they were not. And in the end, Tituba... Back to her. She actually went on trial, finally, Mm -hmm. for having convened with the devil on May 9th, 1693, after being in jail for 15 months, and the jury declined to indict her. So... Bitch was free.
0: Hell yeah. Free my girl. She didn't do anything. Free her. And
1: she was the the first to confess and the last to be released. Hell yeah. And after this, she left Massachusetts with an unknown person. As she should have. Who paid her jail fees. And it was, was likely that she never saw the Paris family again. And I put in here, I said, so basically, Tituba said, hi, got you bitches, and then pieced the fuck she out. She literally
0: was like, I almost, it's like in Mean Girls, when Regina George releases the burn book, and everyone starts going <laughs> out and crazy. And then, like, you know, she pieces out. and She's like,
1: bye. Which is crazy, because they must have still been, like, scared of her, though. Because mm-hmm. before this, she was a slave. Yeah. And now they're. she
0: walking out of here, a free lady. Yeah, because
1: I'm like, well, now she's free, and I guess every sense, because you would think that Paris would have been the one that came and, like, got her out mm-hmm. and been like, we well, were still mine. No. They were like, I guess they were like, we just, can you please just go? Like, you've really, <laughs> you've really done a number on us. Listen. She's a bad bitch. She is a bad bitch. She's a babe. bad
0: bitch. I want to know who let her out. I know. I the, do devil.
1: Too. the devil. The devil. And her is cooped
0: bills <laughs> say. <laughs>
1: He said, "Come on, baby, come on." And they'd rove away. Yes. Okay, so now we're at some theories, and this is where I like to. Live. I like the theory part mm-hmm. um, because honestly, the Salem witch trials—it was a bunch of people saying she did it, she did it, she did it—and then a bunch of people got hanged, and that's pretty much what the fuck it is. Yep. But adding in the Tishipah part—that that part's really—that's where the flavor is. Where's the flavor? So theories. There are a lot of theories as to what the fuck happened, as to why all these people started accusing their neighbors of, you know, witchcraft, witchcraft and literally killing them for no reason. I mean, I told my friend Carrie the other day that I liked witches and uh she could kill me right now just because of it. So <laughs> please don't kill me, Carrie. Yeah, please don't, don't kill do me. It. I gotta see her tomorrow morning at 8 30. <laughs> She's gonna just blow you away. <laughs> So, the first theory is just teen angst and good old patriarchal, I can't even say it, patriarchal oppression. So, many historians view the events as what happened as just teenagers acting out. So, it's really
0: just like, fuck them kids. Yes. Those kids really came and so caused all this. So, basically, they say that you know,
1: really extremely religious community, and then the trials were just, so the... They were acting out because they were angsty, mm-hmm. and the trials just kind of fell into the patriarchy trying to, you know, get rid of these women who they mm-hmm. didn't like or didn't want, who were, you know, on the fringes of society, and so women on the outskirts were thought of as odd. They just got accused, and they were like, hey, get out of here, and so, ah, that one, I can kind of get behind I don't really know, because that kind of take the patriarchy kind of gets me a little bit, like I think so a little bit, mm-hmm. but I don't think that gets it all because other women were accusing other women,
0: and it seems yeah. more like
1: a, we're I think, scared.
0: I think it's just like a, it's like kind of like a mob mentality, yeah. where like everyone's just like, oh, they're afraid, so they just sort of like act out, yeah. and they just sort of like go with the flow. I'll, I'll get to, I'll get to that. All right, So the second
1: one is the cold weather theory. Now, this one's interesting. No? Okay. Uh, so this theory was proposed in two thousand and four by a Harvard graduate named Emily Oster, who suggested that there's a simple answer as to what caused it, and it was cold weather. Mm. She points out that um, there exists a really strong correlation between outbreaks of witch persecution, uh, like in England, and periods of cold weather. And this happened during like the thirteenth and seventeenth centuries in Europe. I didn't mean England specifically, but, like, Europe, because, you know, they had a lot of witch persecutions. Mm -hmm. And most of the, um, like, witch trials and stuff that happened in Europe happened during time known as the Little Ice Age. So, very chilly. She says that the colder weather increased, like, crop failure, and it prevents the fish from migrating as far north, so it eliminates food sources. And she says that in the year of 1692, it falls right in the middle of a 50-year-long cold spell Thus giving the theory a little bit of weight. And she also said the connection comes because people thought that witches Mm -hmm. could control the weather and destroy crops. Mm. And so that when there was cold weather and poor harvest in the village, then the people were thinking that they were witches that were causing this.
0: I said I think this theory is a stretch. It is a stretch, although you know maybe they all just had seasonal affective disorder. They were maybe. all just maybe, and they were a little
1: feeling... hangry.
0: Yeah, I mean when I get hangry, you you don't know what the fuck I might do. Yeah, she might just cut me. Honestly, I might, might just end my shit right here. And so
1: the uh, third. Theory is boredom. Just straight out boredom. <laughs> this theory basically says that these little girls were fucking bored. Now that I do believe. And so, they decided that with all these restrictions, they ain't got nothing else to do. They ain't got no Game Boys. They ain't got no Nintendos. Okay, yeah. They can't play Nintendogs. They ain't got no TikTok. No. And so, basically, they just started doing this to entertain themselves. And since they're little kids, they didn't really know. Like, they didn't know what they were doing. Like, so... They were like, "Oh, it's Tishipa. She's weird." And then Tishipa said, "Don't you don't you try this with me, little don't girl? Don't you talk shit about me? You gonna see what I can do today?" <laughs> and so, which I said, I think this theory could work as like the starting point, like the yeah, like the match, but like yeah, it wasn't the end. Now the fourth theory and one of my personal faves, which is interesting, is ergot poisoning. Have you ever heard of this one? Maybe. Tell me a little bit. Okay, so this theory was introduced in 1976 by Linda Caporeal, and she says that these weird fits and afflictions of these girls could be the result of ergot poisoning. Mm -hmm. And ergot, or ergo, I think it's ergot. I said this a lot during my senior thesis presentation. (laughs) It is a parasitic fungus which, in the right conditions, can grow on grains. So, like, wheat that they would use to make bread. Oh. This fungus is actually a derivative of LSD and has been known to cause convulsions, hallucinations, and p- pinching sensations. And these are some of the same things that were described by the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the... Salem in 1691, the conditions were just right for ergot to grow on the grains that would have been eaten. And studies have also determined that children and females are the most susceptible to ergot's effects. So it's possible that these girls were actually being poisoned by their bread. But you know what? I actually think that that could hold some weight as a a match lighter as well. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, if these girls weren't like you know planning it together like if they wasn't getting together at school and saying hey we're gonna convulse at 5 30 this afternoon
0: yeah that could work but you know i don't know i don't know no. well i don't know much about that type of poisoning but i know like you know like the mad hatter in alice in wonderland yes there's the like the reason that he's mad is because they used he's to put like mercury the, yeah they used to put the mercury in the hats basically mm-hmm. it wasn't to keep away um moths Yeah. So the moss wouldn't eat away at your hats, but then it would leak into your brain and like make you insane. Did you ever well I know you did, listen you listen to S Town, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they think that
1: he may have like gotten affected by mercury Mm -hmm. when he would work on those clocks. Yeah. Because people don't use mercury anymore. So if you're listening to this and you use mercury in your trade that you do, stop (laughs) it. If you're crafting in your garage, stop with the mercury, please. There's a reason they don't sell it at
0: Michael's craft store. I you know. The
1: only way you should have mercury is if it is in
0: those little thermometers.
1: Is that the even, red thermometer? Is, is that even
0: still like mercury? I don't know. I don't think they make it, put do mercury in that anymore. I thought so. When I was little, I thought I think it, so. I think they used to. I don't think they do it anymore.
1: Look, just don't buy a thermometer. Just never know what temperature it is. You have a cell phone
0: for that. God! Okay. I don't think that's... Yeah, a te- like a temperature that you put outside. No, I, I thought you meant for like taking your temperature. Oh no! I was we gonna say those too. I was gonna say, well, pretty much anywhere you go now, they're just gonna scan your forehead. So I, I constantly know what my temperature is. When now. I
1: was little, our thermometer at home was not one with the little red line, mm-hmm. a glass one, and I could never read it. So I'd always have to get my mom to read it. No, I gotta. Well, you need a digital thermometer, okay? Because you, the difference between 101 fever and 102 fever could really be a difference. But yeah. on those old-timey glass ones, you can't fucking tell. Also, I never know how long to keep it under my tongue, so I really need the beep-beep-beep-beep to tell me. Okay, so my fifth and last theory that I think is the most convincing um, is how all this shit happened was mass hysteria. This was my argument for my senior thesis. Mm. Mass hysteria. <laughs> so mass hysteria is basically the rapid spread of conversion disorder which is a condition involving the appearance of bodily complaints for which there is no organic basis. In such episodes, psychological distress is converted or channeled into physical symptoms. So many scholars believe that the primary cause of these bewitched girls was caused by mass hysteria. So basically the stress in their life and the dangerousness of the new place, you know, all of it coupled together with the strict religious beliefs, led to enough stress in these girls to actually start producing physical symptoms and then this hysteria turned into like a collective delusion among the people in the village that satan and witches were coming and taking over and trying to harm them and this theory is theory this theory is considered as like one of the best ones And it cannot be easily discounted because it's pretty rational and it's likely based on the facts. So, like, girls had shit happening because they're either angsty or bored or all of the above. And then the town falls in line with them and they're like, y'all right, we are stressed, this is crazy. And so they say, Tichuba, Goody Proctor,
0: all y'all. All All y'all. And then Tichuba was like, well, all of y'all are insane, so... Checkmate, bitch. Yes,
1: and so whatever actually happened, uh, this time in American history is also obviously crazy. And these trials were terrible because, in the end, like 19, 25 people died. And throughout history, apologies have been made to the families and there has been restitution also made to them. But I don't think it's a stain. a a real big stain but it's also an interesting one but yes if you ever have a chance to go to Salem go to the museum the museum's also nice because at the end they will take you through this like little it's more like a muse it's more like a museum so when you first go it's like a little like a little skit almost and Mm -hmm. then they take you through the museum part and then like toward the end of the museum they start talking about like witches aren't always like what we just saw. Yeah. They're also like, you know, Wiccan is like a religious practice, and people practice witchcraft, and it's not bad.
0: So anyways so it's better than the titanic museum where you find out you if you died or not
1: yeah at this one <laughs> they start out with the bad shit and then they lead you out with the
0: good shit whereas the titanic you start off with the good shit and then you end with an iceberg <laughs> killing your mom
1: Oh my god! which i'm also pissed that i've gone twice but i never got anything at the gift shop uh-huh. why have i never got anything at the gift shop because you're broke my dad took me. Well, he <laughs> he, just, my he... grandma got something. Because he's cheap. I don't know, Maybe <laughs> Should have got my grandma to give me something. Anyways, that was a story
0: of the Salem Witch Trials. If you've never heard of it, there you go. Then, so that's a little rundown were for you. you. Under a rock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I find it very interesting. Uh, f- the first time I ever heard about it was there was a TV show on, I think it was like Discovery Kids, and it had <laughs> Michelle Trachtenberg, and she would tell you like, creepy ghost stories um and she told you the story of the salem witch trial and i was just like fascinated by that and then uh you know of course in high school we read the crucible and that was probably one of the only books in like in high school that i was like i'm actually gonna read this everything else i just spark notes same like who has the time and also it's just not that interesting but the crucible i found the crucible pretty interesting well I love witches. I
1: love witch stuff. So if you're listening to this and you do witchcraft and all that, we know that what we just talked about is not modern day witchcraft mm-hmm. and it's not indicative of the practice. We know that. We're not, I'm not out here trying to say that, you know, Goody Proctor is the uh, modern day witch. No, no, no. <laughs> Also, I have recently started liking this one TikTok page where this guy dresses up as a witch from the Salem <laughs> Witch Trials. And I don't know his name, but it's fantastic. It is fantastic. And I will share something on our, like, Instagram because, oh my gosh, it I just have so to. It is so
0: funny. I have to.
1: So, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, Girls, for- gals, everything in between. Witches.
0: Ghouls, goblins. Dogs with rabbit heads gosh you're a dog with a rabbit head please write in (laughs) (laughs) please send us your weird story at this is gonna sound weird at gmail.com and follow us on instagram at gonna sound weird pod or follow us on twitter at gonna sound weird And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, five stars. Also, join our Facebook page because we share memes. You could share a meme. You could share an article. We could share an article. We, if you want to get in there and talk with Taylor about the Salem Witch Trial or just about witchcraft in general, get up in there. And I'll, you know what? I'll post the TikToks in there. I'll post the TikToks. I post at least two TikToks a week. Um, is that all we had to say? Uh, well what's our theme for next week oh yeah oh i think it's new orleans tales N- nala nala new orleans nalans. Uh, nalans. uh anyways it's just gonna be stories based in new orleans uh new orleans nalans whatever, whatever you want, call it whatever you want to call it we're from north carolina so we're mm- ignorant true but yep yeah, so see y'all next week we're trying to get ramped up for spooky season so y'all just hang tight And stay spooky. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs)